Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Hashtag Get World Woke podcast. I'm your host, Frederick D. Scott. And today is Situation Saturday. And so on Situation Saturdays, what I like to do is I like to take something that happened, you know, over the last week or or recently, and I like to bring it to the community. And I like to teach business development and financial literacy concepts surrounding that current event to kind of help you, you know, drive the point home, understand it a little bit clearer and be able to gain more knowledge and more information that'll help you get where it is that you want to be. Uh, in your personal and professional life. Now, today, before I get into this, you know I need y'all to go ahead and hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell notification, leave me a comment at the bottom of this video, and make sure you hit the join button to join the hashtag Real Woke Live Chat community. All right, let's go ahead and get into today's topic. So. As uh, the the title of today's topic and what this topic is about is uh, free money for businesses. Now, hold on. I want you to know you ain't hear me the wrong way. I ain't misspeak. You know, your ears don't deceive you. Yes, I'm talking about free money for businesses. Today, my goal is to teach you about different resources and, and opportunities that there are for you to get access to free money for your business. And that's a game changer. And and what made me decide to to do this today and provide these resources and tools and information is because there was a, a new opportunity that was just launched this week. And I wasn't sure how many people knew about it, so I kind of wanted to take the time to kind of go into it. And, and, and then while I was thinking about that, I was like, well, I know a lot of other resources as well. So why don't I just do a, a full episode on different types of resources that are available uh, for businesses? And, and, and the great thing about it is it's not just, you know, large businesses. It, it's, it's small businesses. It's startup businesses. You know, there are different things for different stages uh, of where you are in your business life cycle. So let's go ahead and, and, and get into this. And, and the best way I can do that is to just jump right in. So, so this week, uh, I got an email, interestingly enough, um, from Linktree. And I don't know how many of you guys are familiar with Linktree. And actually, when I think about it, I think I got this email last week, actually. I don't know how many of you guys are familiar with Linktree. But what Linktree is, is, is basically a, a tool that you can use uh, I use it on my Instagram profile, uh, my personal Instagram profile. And what it does is it allows you to basically like link to other, uh, it's a very creative way to link to other types of social media platforms, other things you got going on. So people can kind of click the link in your bio and get to other things that you've got going on. Uh, it's a way for you to share uh, your overall uh, platform and some of the services and benefits that you have uh, with your platform. So excitingly enough, I got an email from Linktree, uh, I think it was last week. And Linktree actually has a nonprofit organization. And that nonprofit organization, forgive me, I, I always take notes. I always have these interesting notes. I make these little outlines. Uh, so that way I, I kind of stay on topic and don't leave anything out. So let me look at this. So the, 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 
the foundation that they have, the, the 501c3, is actually called the Passion Fund. And so through their passion fund, in a, in, through a partnership, they have a, so with their nonprofit organization, it's called the Passion Fund. And they actually partnered up with a for-profit company called Stripe. And you've probably heard of Stripe if you have any type of e-commerce business going on. But anyway, what they did was they opened up an opportunity, what they call the Global Grant Program. And through the global grant program, what they're doing is they're going to be giving away $250,000 in grants to different content creators. Now, here's the exciting thing about this, right? This, you don't even have to be, have a a full-fledged business or anything of that nature. And I think that's what's interesting about this one is the fact that it's specifically designed for content creators. So people that have YouTube channels, podcasts, things of that nature, this grant is designed to provide you capital to be able to further your objectives. And so how they're breaking it down essentially is, they're going to have one person that their community, that the community of, of uh, Linktree uh, members is going to vote for. And they're calling it the people choice. So there's going to be one people's choice winner. And that person's going to get $20,000 uh, from the passion fund to be able to use in any way they see fit that is going to be able to help them grow their content creation, their channel, et cetera, et cetera. Now, the second one they have is what they call the gold winners. And they're going to break this down. Nine people are actually going to get this and they're going to award the gold winners $20,000 as well. Now, the next tier is their silver tier and they're going to pick 10 people for that. 10 winners are going to get uh, $4,000. So they have 10 winners that are going to get $4,000. And finally, they have a bronze and they're going to pick 10 people for this as well. And they're going to give them $1,000. Now, I think that's pretty cool, right? It's a grant. So it's not like it's a loan or anything like that that you have to pay back. It's your money that they're giving you specifically to be able to grow your channel. Now, in addition to giving you the money, right, to help you further your objectives as a content creator, they're also going to do uh, collaborative marketing. So that means that what they're basically going to do is Linktree is going to do a joint like press release, marketing run, et cetera, et cetera. And by doing that, of course, Linktree's gotten pretty big. And so you're going, your channel, your content, what you're doing, your podcast, et cetera, et cetera, is going to be broadcast to their entire community, which is going to raise awareness and provide you free marketing and free, uh, free branding opportunity for your channel, your content, et cetera, et cetera. So that's a really great opportunity as well. Now, they also are going to invite you into their community private group, which is going to be all of the people that have one. All of those people are going to be put in a group so they can talk to each other, network with one another. So here you would have an opportunity, of course, 
for content collaborations with other channels that are growing or have a bigger following than you do, it would be an opportunity to then do some sort of collaboration with them to be able to, again, increase more awareness and be able to get more of your information to more people. Now, in addition to that, you know, I looked at the judging panel. So when you look at you know, access to capital and, and, and access to opportunities. One of the things you always want to always remember and understand is the power of relationships, right? So every time you get money from someone, every time someone gives you something to help you or further you along in your business, they have access to something that you need. And, and by them being willing to give you that they believe in you. And so because of that, they, they become a part of your, your network, a part of your relationships. And so the things that they have and the things they have access to and the relationships they have, you can potentially tap uh, to help you even further in, in your uh, content or business objectives overall. So here's the interesting thing, right? So when I looked at the judging panel, what I found is that the founder of Linktree is actually on the judging panel for this. And he's a venture capital investor. And so when they give you the money, of course, they're going to keep up with you and see how you're performing and see how much your channel has grown through their efforts. Now, obviously, if you've turned this into a full-fledged business that is that is generating a decent amount of revenue, because you're familiar with the founder of Linktree, because he was on the judging panel, you're talking to him pretty regularly, of course, he would be a great place to go for venture capital investment when you're ready, right? So you see how the applying for the grant, receiving the grant, winning the grant opens doors to so many other things and so many other opportunities for you simply because you took the time to apply for something and you were aware that the opportunity was even there. So what does it take to be able to apply for this? First of all, let me tell you that it costs you nothing to apply for this. To apply for the opportunity to be one of the selected winners, it, it actually costs you nothing. All they require is that you have a Linktree account and you can get one of those for free. So how about that? So you can gain access to an opportunity to gain a grant, to, to secure a grant, to, to grow your channel, grow your content, grow your podcast, etc., and it costs you absolutely nothing, nothing. And if you're selected, you just got free money that you don't have to pay back for the benefit of growing your business. You can't beat that with a stick. You can't beat that with a stick. But, but wait, there's more. You know, of course, I took the time to aggregate a bit of a list here. So there is more. Now, I wonder how many of you guys have heard of what's called the FedEx Small Business Grant. Now, check this out. FedEx actually has a, a small business grant that they do every year. And so this year, because this, this one has already passed for this year, so this will be something for you to consider for next year, right? Here's the thing, right? When you look at the small business grant, so first of all, they gave $120,500 uh, in grant money to 10 U.S. small businesses. That's what they did this year in their most recent grant offering. 
Okay, so the grand prize, which was one person, got $25,000 in grant money plus $7,500 in FedEx office print and business services. The silver member, which was they picked one person for that, got $15,000 in grant money, $5,000 in FedEx office print and business services. And the bronze winners, because they picked eight for this, those winners got $7,500 and $1,000 in FedEx office print and business services. Now, check this out. What did it take for these people to apply and be able to have access to this opportunity? What did it cost them? Nothing. It cost zero. To be eligible for the FedEx Small Business Grant Program, all you had to be was a for-profit business. You had to have less than 99 employees, and you had to be in operations for six months. That's it. If you met that criteria, which is very basic criteria, you're a for-profit business, which means you're an LLC or a C corporation or something like that, right? You have less than 99 employees and you've been in business for six months, you're eligible to apply for that, period. You're eligible to apply. So put that in the back of your mind, write that down, put it on a sticky note and when this opens again next year, don't worry. I'll be right back on one of my podcast episodes, definitely uh, reminding everybody about the FedEx Small Business Grant. Now, here's the other thing. Has anybody heard of the National Association for the Self-Employed? The National Association for the Self-Employed. Now, most people probably haven't heard about this as well. But the National Association for the Self-Employed actually gives you, they give you an opportunity to apply for a $4,000 grant. They, it's called the NASC Growth Grants Program. The NASC Growth Grants Program. And they give you the opportunity to apply for and receive $4,000 in grant money from them. Now, what does it take to be able to gain access to, to their program and to get, be able to gain access to get this grant? It's actually relatively cheap. So I'm going to tell you, this, this costs just a, a, a few dollars, but it's worth it when you really think about it, right? So you have to be a member in good standing, and annual members may apply immediately. Monthly members may apply 90 days after joining. I'm reading right from their website. If you're a gold member, you can apply immediately if you're a veteran. So that means if you were in the military, if you did any time in the military, you have a DD-214, honorably discharged, et cetera, et cetera, you can apply for this immediately. The only thing you have to do is demonstrate a business need that could be fulfilled by the grant. Demonstrate a business need. What could a business need be? Operating expenses, marketing expenses, payroll. All of these things are business needs. These are things that the grant could help you fulfill. It could go towards, it could be used towards, right? So they want you to provide a detailed explanation of how you will use the grant proceeds. So you got to sit down, you got to think about it. You got to write a little email or, you know, write down, put a word document together and explain 
fully how you're going to use these funds that they're going to give you more specifically, right? Uh, not only how you're going to use the funds, but how they're going to help you improve your business. They want you to offer some supporting documentation, such as a resume or a business plan. And in my hashtag for the free Friday courses, I'm going to cover business planning, why you write a business plan, how you write a business plan, all of those things. That's coming up. That, that's going to be coming up soon. But a resume and a business plan, that's all they want. So they have some application deadlines that you need to be aware of. Okay. So in order to apply for this, they got some application act, uh, deadlines. Completed applications received in January, February, and March will be reviewed in April. So if you submit an application in January, February, and March, they're going to review your application in April. Now, applications, completed applications received in April, May, and June will be reviewed in July. Guess what that means? That means that right now you could apply for this $4,000 grant and have a decision in July. Completed applications received in July, August, and September will be reviewed in October. So if you feel like you're not ready yet, if you feel like you need a little more time, that's okay because they're going to do another application review in October. Completed applications received October, November, and December will be reviewed in January of the following year. So what they're telling you is that they do this year round. You have an opportunity to receive this year round. So now, what are the selection criteria? How do they select you to receive this grant? It's very simple. They tell you right on their website. And don't worry, guys. The, the, all these things that I'm talking about and going to name, uh, when I do the timestamp for this video, I'm going to put all this stuff, I'm going to put all the links in so you can go directly to this stuff yourself and be able to apply, read more about it, learn more about it, et cetera, et cetera. Now, so what are the selection criteria for this $4,000 grant, right? They're going to review, they're going to do a review of the identify, uh, identifiable business need. They're going to review the detailed use of proceeds of the grant. They're going to weigh the potential of the grant to satisfy the identified business needs. So basically what they're going to do is they want to ensure that it, the grant is actually going to help you. And it's just, you know, they give you the money. It doesn't really help much. They want to make sure that, you know, this grant, when they give it to you, it's going to help you because their goal is to help small businesses. Their goal is to develop small businesses. They want to assist you. They want to help you. But they want to make sure that if they give you the money, that it's going to be used for a good purpose. So when you talk about, you know, the, the potential of the grant to satisfy the identified business need, uh, and lastly, the potential of the grant and on overall business growth and success. So if you wrote a good, a good detailed use of proceeds, you got a solid business plan, you got a, a decent resume put together, you should be able to answer those questions in there. It should be clearly outlined. And so when they go to review it, they're just going to read your business plan. They're going to see that you know what you're doing, what you're talking about. And they're going to be able to see clearly how these funds are going to help your business. And they're going to be more than happy to give you the money. You see what I'm saying? Again, so, so check this out. The cost of this, the cost of this, what does it cost to even to, 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 to be a part of this? What does it cost? Okay, so the... The monthly membership for these people 
to join the National Association for the Self-Employed is $11.95 a month. So you mean to tell me that if I pay $11, let's call it $12, right? $12 for 90 days, 12, 24, 36. We talking about $36. So you mean to tell me if I spend $36 and I put a solid plan together and I can demonstrate an identifiable need and use case for this $4,000 that for $36, you're going to give me a $4,000 grant that I don't have to pay back. I'm on that. That's easy. The rate of return, uh, the return on investment for that $36 is immaculate. You can't, you can't get better than that. I, I'm doing that. So this is another, another opportunity, another way to access some pretty much free capital. It's another opportunity, another access. So you know, I, I want to talk about another one because I'm not done. I'm not done. So Operation Hope. Let's talk about Operation Hope. Have you ever heard of Operation Hope? Okay, so Operation Hope. So what Operation Hope is, is a nonprofit organization. They are 501c3. They're a nonprofit organization. And what they have is what's called the Small Business Development Program. Right? Now, it costs you nothing. Thing to get into this program. The small business development program from Operation Hope costs you nothing to get into. Nothing. It's free. And the cool thing about Operation Hope, right? And this is what I'm going to tell you about Operation Hope. Now, they are a quasi incubator. And in a second, I'm going to explain incubators because there's a lot of incubators that are available for you too. So they're a quasi incubator. And so what they have is a program. And what it specifically says here is that they're, this, I'm right on their website reading, offering small business workshops and more intensive entrepreneurial training programs. Hope helps participants master business basics, create and maintain a strong small business plan, as well as gain access to funding and resources to grow their business. It costs you nothing to apply for this. So you get knowledge, you get resources from people that A, care, B, know what they're talking about, and C, have the relationships and access to be able to help you get money that you need for your business. And let me tell you a little bit of a secret, right? When you go through programs like Operation Hope and you've proven that you can complete a program like that and Operation Hope calls on your behalf to help secure some funding for your business, you're a lot more likely to get it. Do you know why? Because someone they know and trust has gotten behind you, helped you out. You've gone through their program. The person that's calling, the organization that's calling on your behalf is attesting to your diligence, your hard work, your seriousness, and your willingness to grow your business. And remember, that organization is trusted by the person with the capital. 
So you've got a trusted source stamping you and verifying you uh, to get, get you access to capital and it costs you nothing but taking the time to be aware of the situation and to apply for the program. That's it. That's it. So these are some simple low barrier ways to be able to access some capital for nothing, for nothing. You can't beat it with a stick. Now, there are other options and other opportunities that also cost you nothing and net a bigger amount of investment capital uh, when, when, if you get in and you get through the program. And these are called incubators. So let me tell you about incubators. What is an incubator? An incubator is an organization that provides a full-scale suite of services for startup and growth stage type businesses. So that's marketing. They help you with marketing, social media strategy. They help you with business planning, growth strategy, capital stack, building the proper financials, thinking about scaling and at what points you need to scale and how. They are mentors and guides. And these people are credible, successful business people that have already been where it is that you want to go understand your struggles and want to help you. And the interesting thing about incubators is majority of the incubators are backed by venture capital and angel investment firms. Not only that, when you are selected to an incubator program, majority of the incubator programs seed you with capital at the end. They make a direct investment into your business that can go anywhere. It ranges anywhere from 100 to sometimes upwards to $250,000, $300,000 that they invest directly into your business. Now, of course, this is an investment. Remember, these are these are these these incubators are venture backed. They have angel investment firms and, and venture capital firms behind them. So, of course, when they invest in your business, they want you know a, a piece of the business. And that piece of the business, they usually want six to eight percent of your class A common stock. So that's usually what they want. It ranges, you know, when I when I look at different incubators and I consider different incubators that I'm familiar with. Um, the range seems to fluctuate between six to 8%, depending on, on the incubator, right? So what are some incubators that I would say that are, are worth applying to that are quality incubators that you're going to get a lot of, a lot of, a lot of traction out of a lot of relationships, a lot of networking, a lot of help, uh, capital. What are, what are some, some, some incubators that I think are good? So one is generator. Now, the interesting thing about the generator, and it's and I don't worry, I'm actually going to put this in, in, in the description, but generator spelled G-E-N-E-R-8, the number eight, T-O-R, generator, right? So the generator accelerator, that's what they call it, the generator accelerator. The overall generator brand has several different types of programs that you can apply to most of which equate to some sort of funding at the end of the journey, right? Generator, they focus on uh, business, small business founders, startup business founders, 
Uh, and interestingly enough, the, the generator accelerator actually has an interest in, in music and art as well. And when I say art, I mean like graphics design. I mean like painting and all of those. They have an interest in that. And they look for those types of businesses as well and are interested in getting behind and funding those types of businesses as well. And that's a really interesting thing because, you know, when you're in the art and entertainment space, it's it's difficult unless you've got a huge following and all of those things to, you know, find capital to be able to help you propel what it is you're trying to do. So uh, for an incubator like Generator to take interest in that in, in that uh, industry vertical is 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 a very very appealing thing and and something that I think that you know we as a community should definitely uh, if you're in the entertainment space be paying attention to and looking into Generator. You know, and, and the cool thing about Generator is you know, this specific incubator, because they have so many different programs that you can apply to and gain access to, most of which equate to in, uh, some sort of funding at the end of the road, you can apply to more than one of their programs. So just because, and, and you can be denied for one program and accepted into another one. And denial in one program doesn't restrict you from applying for another program. That's the great thing about the generator uh, accelerator. Uh, so, you know, and, and again, this costs you nothing to apply. Getting into their incubator costs you absolutely nothing but taking the time to apply and try. That's it. That's all it takes. So another, uh, and, and this is a kind of a stalwart in the incubator space, I'm very familiar with them actually, is Y Combinator. This is another incubator. Y Combinator. Now, what I like about Y Combinator, I like a number of things about Y Combinator. First of all, they've been around for a really long time. They were one of the first incubator uh, type programs to roll out. Uh, so, you know, Y Combinator is, is another great, I mean, they're angel firm backed, venture capital backed. And, and they, when you get into their program, it ends with a seed investment into your business as well. So they operate like a traditional uh, incubator type fund, an incubator type program. Now, Y Combinator, you know, is is they like they like kind of more fintech SaaS. Uh, SaaS SaaS companies are software as a service companies, uh, so they they kind of like those types of things. Um, they they're really kind of like geared towards tech. But what you'll find with Y Combinator, and I, I can tell you this, you know, not from something I heard or read, but something I know from firsthand experience. Y Combinator, uh, you know while they have their specific niche that they like to consider, Y Combinator will, will consider any business. They'll consider any type of business. And it is not uncommon for Y Combinator to bring in a business that's completely divergent or different from, you know, the targeted industry categories or targeted industry verticals that they're interested in. And the interesting thing is that that tends to be a general rule of thumb uh, for most incubators. Yeah, some of them is, and that's why you have to do your research. And that's why I'm, I'm telling you about a, a number of them, uh, because each incubator has their own kind of niche industry vertical that they like to invest in and they like to uh, find businesses in, uh, startup and growth stage businesses in. And, you know, but that, but they all can tend to kind of run the same gamut of, you know, if you're a great business, even if you're not in our industry vertical, we have interest in you and we want to work with you and we want to seed you and give you some money. 
I mean, and again, you know, getting into Y Combinator costs you nothing. It's just applying and being selected. And, you know, if, you, if you're interested in, in, in incubators and you want to talk about how you get into an incubator, how you prepare yourself to get into an incubator, you can reach out, reach out to me offline about that. I'd be happy to talk to you guys about um, how you get into an incubator. Now, another one is Techstars, and, and, and this is another incubator, Techstars, and obviously by the name, right? They're more focused in the tech space. And, and the reason why I'm sharing Techstars is because I think that, number one, there are tons of talented minorities, and especially in the African-American community, that are very talented in the tech space, from programming, coding, uh, developing apps, doing all those sorts of things. I mean, we've got people in the community that can do that, but we're underrepresented. And, and you know, a lot, oftentimes, you know, because we're overlooked and underrepresented, um, we don't know about different resources and access that could help us get a little bit more shine, get a little bit more light. And so I bring up tech, tech stars for those individuals in our community, men and women, uh, who are definitely coding first, who have, you know, a lot of tech savvy, tech experience, tech skills that are trying to get a business, uh, or, uh, a, a software program or an app or something like that off the ground, you know, Definitely look into Techstars. Tech stars. It costs you nothing to apply to Techstars. And if you got a great idea, great product, a great, you know, uh, coding schematic, listen, like Techstars will be interested in you. And, you know, one of the things that I'm going to talk about a little bit later is, is diversity, equity, and inclusion, which is something that we have as a community really need to be paying attention to, especially right now. This is a hot topic. Now, the other incubator that I want to bring up is Bunker Labs. So Bunker Labs, Bunker Labs is specifically for veterans uh, and, and the, the, the dependents veterans, right? So if you were ever in the military and you served time in the military, you got out honorably, you got yourself a DD-214, all of those things, Bunker Labs is is a great place to apply and I can speak intimately about Bunker Labs because I was actually in one of their cohorts. So I know about Bunker Labs. I know the whole process for Bunker Labs and I can tell you Bunker Labs they 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 bring they help you with business planning, they help you with pitching. They do the same traditional things that an incubator does. They introduce you to capital. Um, they have a pitch competition. They give you six months of free office space inside of a WeWork. Like Bunker Labs is a great uh, incubator if you are a business, a startup or growth stage business that's looking uh, for help, resources, capital, etc. cetera. Uh, Bunker Labs is the place to go. And the other cool thing about Bunker Labs, and this is the same for a lot of incubators, not only are they giving you resource, not only are they giving you knowledge and, 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 and guidance, but they give you resources. So you may get discount on like things like Amazon Web Server, uh, marketing uh, services from different companies. Oftentimes they're deeply discounted or they're free because you are a part of of the incubator process. 
So that's the other cool thing. Not only do you get capital, not only do you get help, but you get much needed uh, ancillary services that'll really help your business go to the next level. Social media strategy uh, companies come in and help and speak law firms, accounting firms, and they provide services to you at a, a near nothing or nothing at all, simply because you're part of the incubator and they're partnered with the incubator. So that is, is, is a great thing. The last one I want to bring up is the Entrepreneur's Roundtable is, uh, Accelerator. Another great, very highly credible accelerator. Uh, works just like the other ones, but it's another one that you might want to consider. Ah, there's one more before I forget. Barclays Bank. Barclays Bank. Barclays Bank is, is headquartered in, in London. That's where their home office is, but they're a global um, banking firm. They have an investment banking side. They have a, in London, they have a uh, an actual deposit taking uh, institutional side as well. They have a bank charter to take deposits, lend money, do all of that. They actually, so, so Barclays actually has an accelerator. They have an incubator as well. They have an incubator. They're actually funding small and, and, and growth stage businesses. They're doing that. Primarily tech but definitely doing it. So, you know, financial institutions are starting to get in and starting to roll out their own incubator programs because they're learning that they want to be on the ground floor on the next big thing, right? And you could be that next big thing. You know, when you don't, you know, one thing I want to tell you is when you don't have, you know, when you don't know about things, you know, and you have a great idea, great strategy, but you just need a little guidance, a little help, a little capital, you know, what tends to happen is you become like a light hidden under a bushel, right? So people don't know you exist. And because people don't know you exist, they can't really help you or, or give you funding or get you to the next level. And your idea could really truly be the next big thing. And, and the difference could be just a little bit of, of knowledge about access to resources and free capital. Now, one of the things I want to say about everything that I've talked about so far is that this is specific to for-profit businesses. This is specific to for-profit businesses. So you got to be a sole proprietor. You got to be a limited liability company, et cetera, et cetera. You do not qualify for the things that I just talked about if you are a nonprofit organization. So I know some of you that are listening to this, some of you are like, man, man, I thought I was on to something. And now, boom, he just pulled the rug from under me. I don't worry. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. I got a solution for y'all too. Don't worry. Now, here's the thing about that. When you're dealing in the nonprofit space, you got to be a little bit more strategic about the way you go about gaining access to capital for nothing, right? So let's talk about that. You know, when you're in the nonprofit space, and the reason why incubators and, and, and these organizations that I talked about don't really take an interest in the nonprofit space is because they want to be able to attach to, you know, some revenue. They want to see some revenue. They want to be able to, you know, it's about profit for them, you know, especially the incubators. You know, it's about, you know, year over year growth, year over year uh, uh, expansion, you know, scaling and all of that so they can hit their targeted rate of return because incubators, remember, as I told you, are, are usually backed by angel investors and venture capital firms. So of course their you know, primary focus is to make money, right? So they're helping you along so they can make some money off of you as you grow and scale, right? So that's the goal. Now, with nonprofit organizations, it's different. 
you know, your charity first, your, your philanthropic first, your public interest first, right? And so, you know, people that give money to nonprofit organizations, they do it because they, they, they want to see you make a larger impact in an area that they have, you know, some interest in and, and a philanthropic heart for. That's why people give you money. That's why people donate money to you. That's why, you know, if you're at a stage where your foundation has established an endowment fund, why you get uh, endowment fund funding and things of that nature. So, you know, what I, and I've, I've consulted and talked to a lot of different nonprofit organizations and, you know, it seems to always be the, the, the same issue that they have is, and they have a great idea. They have a great heart. First of all, they have a great heart for doing something great for, you know, the causes that they want to be involved in and do work in. But the problem that they have is it's hard for them to find people, you know, to donate money to them, at least in large amounts or find grants. You know, a lot of nonprofit organizations look for grants, right? And a lot of times what they find out because they're a startup nonprofit organization, you know, they're, they're less than two years you know, they may have just gotten their 501c3 exemption. What they find is they don't qualify for a lot of the grant opportunities that are being offered by these larger nonprofit organizations, by, you know, state governments, federal governments, they don't qualify. And the people that are willing to donate the money, you know, donate money to their nonprofit organization, you know, it's small amounts at a time, $5 here, $10 here, $15 there. It's hard to roll out a program you know, if you don't have, you have the greatest heart in the world, the greatest idea, greatest strategy and what you're doing or what you have the intent to do could really make an impact, but it's hard to demonstrate how much of an impact that can make, you know, if you don't have the capital to get it off of the ground. So how do you solve that as a nonprofit organization? How do you bridge the gap between being a startup and being able to develop the track record necessary to be able to attract grant money? Here's the great thing. Did you know that as a nonprofit organization, now I need you to know that what I'm telling you, 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 you do this post your 501c3. So after you've been granted your IRS uh, ex uh, 501c3 exemption status, that means you filled out the 1023, you sent it into the IRS, the IRS has reviewed it, they've approved you and sent you your exemption letter that is what, when you receive that information, that exemption letter, that means that you have a, you are now officially uh, a nonprofit organization with IRS 501c3 status. Now, how do you, once, once you've done that, once, once you've gotten that status, how do you bridge the gap? Let's talk about that. Did you know that as a small nonprofit organization, it is possible it is possible to partner with larger nonprofit organizations. Let that sink in for a second. You as a startup nonprofit organization, right, could go to a larger nonprofit organization that's in your neighborhood, in your community, that has already gotten grants, gotten, you know, funding, doing very well, rolling out new programs, and you can sit down and talk to their executive director, or if you have a relationship or know the someone on the board of directors, talk to the board of directors about what it is that you're trying to do, what it is that your foundation is trying to accomplish, right? And what can happen is 
that nonprofit, that larger nonprofit organization, here's the exciting thing. They can actually say, we love what you're trying to do. And that's not something that we do, but we think that's a great idea. Or it's something that we do, but that we're not really, we don't have a big presence in. And we'd love to see somebody really tackle that agenda. And we think you have a great plan and a great strategy. Here is what we'll do. We will partner with you. We will apply for the grant. We have the grant writers. We have the experience. We have the traction. We have the track record. We have the relationships. We will go and apply for a grant for that. And what we will do is we will, once we are awarded the grant, if we should get awarded the grant, we will give you X amount of percentage of the grant money. Now, depending on how you negotiate, it depends on how much of a percentage you're going to get. They may decide to give you 80%, 90% of the grant, and they're going to keep 10% for themselves and use it to continue to fund other objectives and initiatives that they have going on. You know, you may be so new that they may say, okay, we're going to give you 65%, right? See what you do. What this allows you to do by partnering with a larger nonprofit organization, right? And allowing them to apply for the grant, what this allows you to do is gain access to capital resources that you would not have otherwise had access to. And with those resources, you're now able to develop a track record in what it is that you are trying to do, right? to demonstrate credibility. You're creating credibility. You're building brand awareness. You're building a track record in that specific thing that you are trying to do. More importantly, you have now established and and built an ally and, and, and aligned yourself with a large nonprofit organization who can also speak on your behalf about what you've done because they have worked with you before and they have seen your performance, seen your track record, seen your transparency, seen your accountability, and they can trumpet your horn to other people, which will make people a lot more comfortable granting you money, donating money to your nonprofit organization, even though it would still be relatively small. So that is a way as a nonprofit organization, one of, one of, I think one of the key ways as a small nonprofit organization that you can actually go out and, and gain access to needed capital to expand or launch your objectives and endeavors. And what does it cost you to be able to do something like that? Nothing. It costs you the time it takes for you to go make some phone calls, sit down with some people, explain what you're trying to do, and show how it's going to make an impact. That's it. They're either going to believe you or they're not. They're either going to trust you or they're not. Now, yes, you're going to need to demonstrate transparency and accountability. You're going to need to demonstrate dual signatory authorization control, which means that, you know, there's a way to monitor their bank account, make sure that people just aren't pilfering off the funds. But now I'm going to tell you the secret to get around that as a startup nonprofit organization. I'm going to tell you exactly how you do it. If you're going to a larger nonprofit organization, right, and, you know, you have a great thing that you want to do for the community 
and you may be the only person in a nonprofit organization, maybe two or three of y'all is small, right? And you see that they're worried about, you know, transparency and accountability. Wouldn't it be great if you brought one of the members from the board onto your advisory committee? What if you now establish an advisory committee and this person is on the advisory committee and now they have you only access to the nonprofit organization's bank account so they can track what's going on? It shows them that you are trying to invite them in, that you respect them, that you understand their concerns, that their concerns are validated, and you're willing to do what you have to do to ally those concerns because what you are trying to do, you're trying to do it the right way, and you're not trying to cut any corners or pilfer off any capital, and you want to demonstrate that to them by giving view access, view only access to the business's bank account so they can see exactly where that money is going. The great thing about going to a larger nonprofit organization and working it this way is the fact that you also gain guidance and resources, right? So as you begin to develop your program, you always have a phone call that you can make and you can get advice from experience, an experienced board of people at a much larger nonprofit organization that can guide you along, help you and, and prevent you from making some, some rookie mistakes. Right. So you indirectly by by doing it this way, you gain a, a lot of things. You gain a relationship, you gain access to capital to help you get yourself going. You you gain mentors, you gain guidance and you gain the ability to build your brand, establish a track record, which is going to allow you to be able to stand on your own two feet as a nonprofit organization and go apply for your own grants. And this is simply because you're a little bit more strategic about how you went about uh, uh, getting money in for your nonprofit organization. So, you know, as I always tell you, money doesn't make the world go around. Relationships do, right? Money is a byproduct of your quality relationships. And so when you apply to things like what I've listed today, what I've talked about today, always remember in the forefront of your mind that you're not just trying to gain access to their capital. You're trying to gain access to the relationships. Because it's the relationships that you form, the relationships that you establish by being involved in these types of programs that is going to take your businesses to the next level. That's going to open doors for you that would not have been opened before the situation. You see what I'm saying? So always bear that in mind. Anyway, I want to talk to you all today. I want to share that with y'all. That's all I really got for y'all today. You know, uh, so that that's my that's my discussion on free money for businesses, right? I hope y'all learn. Oh, 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 I almost forgot. Oh man, forgive me. Oh, I was about to jump on off here and I forgot. Y'all gotta forgive me. You know, it's the age. Just blame it on the age. Blame it on the age. Not that it's six, so y'all got to blame it on the age. No, but listen, seriously, I wanted to talk about DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and that's something that I left off that I think is very important. Why is it that our community needs to know about these resources? Why is that? Let me tell you. Right now, diversity, equity, and inclusion is a hot topic in corporate America right now. So all uh, predominantly Caucasian-ran, owned, and operated businesses are looking for ways to be able to demonstrate diversity, equity, and inclusion 
to their stakeholders, which means their vendors, their banks, the, the politicians they deal with, their shareholders. That's what they're looking to do. They're looking to diversify. They're looking for the press. They're looking to demonstrate that. And so what you're finding is uh, with these programs that I've outlined here, even the incubators, you have a leg up now as a minority and more specifically, and especially as an African-American business owner. Because now, right, these organizations, these companies are looking for ways to access the African-American business owner market and provide opportunities for them so they can show that track record and that diversity to their, again, like I said, their stakeholders, right? This is a big deal right now. So much so that if you are a publicly traded company that does not have a solid diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, plan and procedure in place, and if you are not executing on that plan in a measurable, in a demonstrable, measurable way, you will lose investors. People will sell your stock. Large block investors, large block shareholders will begin to divest or sell that company's stock. So right now, the trend in, in corporate America is diversity, equity, and inclusion. Support black. And so what they're doing is they're, they're providing. So when you apply, now mind you, these programs that I named are open to any demographic, right? They're open to any demographic. These All these programs and these things that I've talked about today, they're open to any demographic. Any demographic can apply. However, you as an African-American, as a minority in general, but more specifically an African-American, right? When you apply, it gets a little, your, your, your file gets a little bit more attention, right? You may not have all the criteria met, but you're close enough and they may make an exception and let you in. For a de for DEI standpoint. And now, you know, some people would say that's not fair. That's not fair. That's not right. You know, you should qualify for these programs in the same way that everybody else qualifies for these programs. And to that, I say this. If they are lowering the standard a little bit to give talented black owned businesses, black owned business op uh, owners an opportunity, then it's about time. Because after 400 years of atrocities that we have been through as a community in the United States, it's about time that they, 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 they lower the bar a little bit for us and give us an opportunity to perform. Because oftentimes what you'll find is if you're not meeting the, all the criteria, it's not because you're not talented enough too. It's because you lack the knowledge that you needed to even know that you needed to do those things. And so if they lower the bar a little bit to let you in, 
what you get the opportunity is to they they get the opportunity to teach you those things. You get the opportunity to learn those things and execute on those things in in, in a highly qualified way as you've done in other areas of your business. And that even speaks higher to who you are as a business owner. So now is the time to be looking into these types of things and taking advantage of these kinds of things because of what's going on. Uh, in the current economic climate, in the current political climate, in the current uh, media climate here in the United States. So, hey, listen, make sure you check this stuff out, okay? Because serious business. I'm going to drop the links in the description uh, in my timestamp. So when I timestamp where I talk about different things, I'm going to drop a link there. Feel free to click on the links. Check out the links. Hey, that's all I have for y'all today. So I appreciate y'all. I hope you guys learned a lot. Um, I hope this is beneficial for some people. I hope some people take advantage of the things that I've that I've outlined and shared. Hey, listen, if you're thinking about applying to an incubator or applying to one of these programs, and you're not really sure if you qualify or if you feel that you qualify, but you're really not sure how to put the package together. Hey, feel free to reach out to me, you know, and I'll be more than happy to uh, assist you with that and help you get there. Right. Because I want to see everybody win. All right. So check this out. Right. Uh, make sure. Hey, listen. If you like this content, if you like the things that I'm putting out here, hey, hey, show the podcast some love, right? Show the podcast some love by hitting that like button, hitting that subscribe button, hitting that bell notification button, and leaving me a comment at the, the bottom of this video. And lastly, make sure you hit that join button and join the hashtag Real Woke Live community so you can take advantage of the access, the benefits, be able to talk to me while I'm on these podcasts via live chat, access our uh, exclusive Get Real Woke community group, uh, our private group there on Facebook. Make sure you can access that. Get access to, you know, thought leaders, uh, credible, successful business owners. And here shortly, I'm going to be rolling out something I, I like to call uh hashtag learn to earn, right? I'm going to talk about that soon, right? And that's going to be exclusive and available only to the Real Woke Live chat members. So make sure you hit that join button. Make sure you become one because all the support that you show this podcast, right, allows me to continue to make this great content, but more importantly, allows me to continue to roll out programs and initiatives that benefit this community. It allows me to continue to invest in the community, which is my overall goal and to expand investing into the community with the knowledge, the resources, the, the execution ability that I have and, and, and the capital to get y'all where y'all need to go. Cause I really want to, I want to do that. That's important to me at this stage in my life. So, Hey, listen, I appreciate y'all. I like y'all. Thank you for everybody that's already supporting me. I appreciate you guys more than you could possibly know. And until the next situation Saturday, hey, listen, I holla.